Praise the Lord. It's time to get started. It's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, here we go. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Oh, you do. 
sunshiny day. All the rain that come under us and come by us, we're here to see another sunshiny day. Thank God for being so good. And we, he's worthy. We give him all the praise. Today, on program, we have a devotional for the hour. Scripture would be Brother James Williams, prayer by Brother Sam Thornton, song by Brother Jerome Shelton, responsive reading, Brother Troy Luster, Congregation of Him, Brother Steve Collins, Sr., in that order. Good morning. Today's scriptures come from the book of John, 20th chapter, 24th through 27th verse. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but be believing. Thanks to be the word of God. Father, I stretch my hands unto thee. No other help I know. If thou wilt draw thyself from me, O Lord, where shall I go? Holy Father, this is another day that we have come before you as um, as we know how. We come in the name of Jesus. We come, O Lord, thanking you for one more day. O Father, while we slumish left last night, we didn't know where we was. But your grace and your mercy, you saw fit to touch upon the thing of our divine love, and we were clothed in our right mind. There was clothes on our back, food on the table, and shelter over our heads. Father, we want to thank you for leading us and keeping us in your care while all the rapid storm and wind have been blowing through the city of Jackson in our community and throughout this country. We thank you, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, now that you teach us and touch us in a special way, that we may hide your holy word in our hearts that we might not sin against thee. You said to you the way that you the truth and the light. You said that no man should come into you but by the Father. Well, we lift you up and we magnify your name because your name is above all names. We just give you the glory because you're worthy to be praised. 
Oh, Father, we ask you to strengthen those among us that are weak this morning. Revise those who are saved this morning. Touch the one who's going to bring your word. That he might preach and teach that somebody that can't find their way, that might come running to the altar saying, what should I do that I might be saved? Oh, we ask your God in the name of Jesus that you would bless the sick and the shed in. Have mercy on those who are by the wayside. Teach those who are laying upon a bed of affliction. Oh, Father, we ask you to touch in a special way. We pray for your Holy Spirit because if you pray in your Holy Spirit through it within us heart, we're going to be the kind of preaching that somebody would see us and they might come saying, I want something that to rub off on me. Oh, Lord, we ask you to lift us up and magnify. We magnify your holy name. Because, Lord, we know that without us, without you, we can do nothing. But you who strengthen us, that we can do all things. Oh, Father, we just ask you to teach us in thy way. Because if we are taught in your way, we will do what you said. Go out and teach all nations. They may follow your word. They might be saved. And, oh, Father, when we have gone the last mile of the way, we got to go in somewhere. When we can no longer teach and preach, when we no longer can sing your song, when we have to close your hymn books and Bible, we ask we're going to say, come on in, my good and faithful servant. We must stick our sword somewhere in the sand of time. Oh, Father, we can't worship you anymore. But you said in your word, come on in, my good and faithful servant. There you have been a ruler of a few things. But here, my brother and my sister, I will make you ruler many. For we ask these and all the blessings, all the other blessings, all the blessings in our son Jesus' name, who died on yonder cross that we may have a way of true life. And on the third day, he rode with all power, heaven and earth. Oh, we lift you up and we magnify your name. For you asking all other blessings in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Morning, church. I guess we all deal with something, some form or another. And this morning, we can just lay our burdens down. So that just spawns the, the morning song for me. Glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my
Amen. Our response to reading. Amen. Okay. Amen. And when the chief shepherd shall, shall appear. Can, can we read? All together. All together. And when, and the, when chief the chief shepherd, shepherd shall, shall appear, appear, you shall receive a crown of glory, of glory that, that fadeth not away. Once more. When the and chief when shepherd chief shall appear, you shall, shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not, not away. Thank you. Good morning, K Chapel. How y'all doing? Amen. Let's put some energy and love in this next congregation here. All right. Pat. Amen. Amen. We're trying to get seated, so you're going to have to pull it out of us. Amen. The blood will never lose its power. The blood that Jesus shed. The blood.
God bless you. Thank God for the blood. Amen. It never loses its power. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Anybody know the Lord is good this morning? Anybody happy to be in God's house this morning? Oh, you sound like you might be happy. Amen. <laughs> but if anybody knows that God has been good to you, that were it not for the Lord, you would not be here, why don't you just give God the best praise you can give him right now? Give him the best praise you can give him right now. The best praise you can give him right now. Somebody ought to shout glory in this house. Somebody ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I bless your name. God is good this morning. Bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Amen. What a wonderful God we serve, an awesome God we serve. Amen, amen. Brother Thickpin, won't you come and lead us further in our worship service? We thank God for this day. Brother Thickpin, God bless you. We're going to pause now for a wonderful thing that we can do for others who are less fortunate than ourselves, and that is to work on our benevolent offering. We're going to ask that you prepare to give now as you have so blessed. And just remember that whatever it is that we do for others may fall on some of us. So we ask you to, again to give as you have been so blessed. This choir will come in their own way, and the ushers will take up whatever you decide to give. Amen. Usher's choir.
Let us pray. Most gracious Father, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this day. We're thankful, O oh Lord, that you've allowed us to return to this place where we can lift your holy name. Now, Master, for this offering, we ask that you would accept it. In the name of thy Son, Jesus, in whose name I pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, choir, and thank those of you who gave, because one thing we all know, you can't be God-given. Amen. And we thank you so very much. We want to just share a, a few announcements with you at this time. Um, we have uh, the Thornton family lost a brother that was put away, and you probably heard that this morning. We ask you to pray for that family. And said, to everything you've done for being the special people that you are, thank you so very much. This is, again, from the Deacon family. Amen. I know there's some additional announcements. We ask you just continue to pray for our sick and shut-in members, and if you do that, they are bound to get better. We have one back there I see right now. I'm not going to call his name, but we ask you please pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. Amen? This time now, we're going to yield to the... Yes. Registration for Camp Cade is open through May the 26th. The cost of camp is only $60 per person, and the camp will take place from June the 3rd through the 7th. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall for more information and to register today. Applications are now available for the Nate Ruffin Scholarship High School Seniors. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall after the 8 or the 11 o'clock service to pick up your application form. Sunday School class leaders, please be aware that your outreach project reports are due by April the 28th. Senior Miss Cade Chapel Kenya Johnson and Junior Miss Cade Chapel Tristan Ballou will represent Cade in the Jackson District Miss Rose and Princess Pageant on Sunday, April the 28th at 4 p.m. at the New Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Let's begin praying for them as they prepare to represent Cade. And you may also support them with your presence and your financial support is welcome as well. Please see Sister Lenita Ballou, Vicki Nunn, Linda Stewart, Michelle Guy, or Dr. Loretta Williams for more information. Youth Day 2019 will take place on June the 1st and the 2nd. On Saturday, June the 1st, all interested youth of Cade will travel to Grand Paradise Water Park in Collins, Mississippi for a day of fun and fellowship. The annual Youth Day program will be held on Sunday, June the 2nd, and Youth Day t-shirts will be worn for the program. Parents must complete a permission form for youth to travel to the water park, and children ages 7 and under must be accompanied by one parent. All adults attending will have chaperone duties as well. Parents, please be sure to stop by the Old Fellowship Hall to sign up your youth for the trip and to complete the permission form. The firm deadline to sign up for the water trip and purchase Youth Day t-shirts is today, Sunday, April the 28th. Mississippi Valley State University Choir will be on concert here at K today at 4 p.m. right in the sanctuary. For more information, please see Sister Mary Crump or Brother Ricky Thickhead. Walton Elementary third graders need you. We can help them pull through this next state test coming up on May the 14th. Tutors are needed from April the 30th through May the 10th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Meet us at Cade on Monday, April the 29th at 10 a.m. And you can call 601-506-2558 for more information. Don't forget to stop by the Ministry Expo.
little difficult, difficult today. May have it gather again before the day is gone. So if, if that's the case, then we'll certainly uh, go back and listen. Uh, this time now, I am sure without a doubt that we have some visitors, maybe for the first time or for the tenth time. We're going to ask all visitors, if you would, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, you're a visitor, please stand up and let us thank you for coming back. back. Visitors, please stand. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Won't you remain standing for just a moment? God bless you. I want you to know on behalf of our pastor and the entire K-Chapel family, we're just so happy that you chose to worship us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime it's going to allow. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you do today, we're going to try to convince you to respond home. Why are you standing? We're going to give you something. You're going to get here at K-Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome all of our neighbors. Welcome to K-Chapel. Prostrate fall. Bring forth. And crown him. Bring forth. seed of Israel's race. Crown. 
this is probably a good time. I think we have some information to be given out, so we're going to ask that you come as you see fit. Good morning, church. Now, I have a little survey for you. If you are in the grades of kindergarten through fifth grade, raise your hand. Okay. If you like art, raise your hand. Arts and craft. Okay. What about sports? Okay, good. What about reading? I see them. I see STEM, math, science. What about great food? food. What about fun? Food and fun. K through fifth. K through fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you raise your hand, then I have an awesome treat for you. During uh, June 3rd through 7th, we are having a Camp Cade. Yeah. Camp Cade is a place where you can get all of those things. Yeah. And our theme for this year is Wild West Cowboy. And what other place to have it whether than 1000 West Ridgeway Street, right? West Ridgeway. All right. So if you would like to be a part of all of that fun, join us June 3rd through 7th. The cost is only $60. You can't beat that with a stick, I tell you. So we would like for you to join up, sign up now, because space is limited. So we want you to come join in on the fun. Um, people will be back in, in the back for um, applications, and so you can pay, and we want you to join in the fun. So y'all with me? Y'all going to be there? All right. All K right, only $60. Let's fifth. go. Thank you. Amen. Let me see the K through fifth graders again. Where, where are your hands? Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Let me see you. Oh, yeah, all of them, all of them coming. All right, all right. Parents, let's make sure we get them registered again for Camp K. It is going to be a blast. It always is. Our staff does do a fantastic job, and these volunteers behind me, this, this choir, a lot of these choir members volunteered during the week for, uh, as counselors, uh, so they're in great hands for the entire week. And so make sure you get your kids signed up for Camp K. God bless you, youth, youth leaders. Good morning, everyone. On behalf of K Chapel Youth Department, I want to say good morning again. Uh, it's that time of year where we are wanting to highlight our graduating seniors. So if you are a graduating senior or have a family member who's a graduating senior, will you please stand at this time? On the fourth Sunday in May, we will have our baccalaureate Sunday. And at that time, our youth will be highlighted. Our high school graduates, junior college graduates, and university graduates will be highlighted. We will have a graduate reception on that morning at 9.45 a.m. in the old fellowship hall. And we ask that you support our graduates. And there are forms that has to be completed for you to be recognized on that Sunday. So please see one of the members of the youth department um, by the first Sunday in May, which is next Sunday, uh, to complete that information so that you can be recognized on the fourth Sunday in May. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Morning. Well, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man. Today marks the end of the Volunteer Recognition Month. However, it's most important that we thank all volunteers, whether or not you received an award. We thank you for your willingness to serve. This morning, we will present two awards. The first award is the Discipleship Award. 
This award is given to an individual or group that welcomes and embraces our new members. The first faces you often see when you enter the church are those kind distributors of your Sunday morning bulletin. They are an effective group of people who have the gifts and graces to express social warmth. The group of this group of individuals is our front line to welcome and create the warm atmosphere that is basic in serving the needs of a congregation. They are the vehicle through which the congregation can provide to its own people and especially to newcomers a personal expression of Christian warmth. A warm smile and a friendly greeting help to set the groundwork for a blessed church service experience. As an official, official organization for Christian service, greeting is a ministry all of, on its own. And Reverend Buckley, if you would join me please, we will present the Discipleship Award. And today's recipients are the Greeters Ministry. Sister Weta Watson is accepting for them, and we are so proud and appreciative to you for the service that you provide. All greeters, please stand so we can recognize you. Thank you very much for your service. Amen. God bless you. Oh, excuse me. Good morning again. I am to present the Feed My Sheep Award. This is an award that is given to an individual or a group that provides service to the homeless and the less fortunate within the church and without the church. The K Temple Business Ministry is composed of 36 praying and serving members minister to the needs who ministers to the needs of the congregation and community specifically women and children and the elder, elderly they visit and commune with the sick and help as needed they prepare female candidates for baptism and regular support other church ministries the K Chapel Deaconess Ministry has served the community for many years. Just a few of their many accomplishments and services include instituting an annual Deaconess Annual Tree, whereby they, the Deaconess Ministry annually selects and provides Christmas gifts to children and families in need. This past Christmas, the Deaconess Ministry purchased over 40 gifts for a local family in need. This minister also ministers to young women of the church and the community 
through regularly planned mother's daughter, mother, daughter, and father, daughter activities. They also work with local agencies to provide information and support for services such as Meals on Wheels and Family First services. They prepare meals for sick and shut-in and homeless shelters throughout the city. Annually, they prepare meals for Family and Friends Day, who serves about 600 uh, persons each year. They shower moms with roses on Mother's Day and also provide many additional services in the church and throughout the community. Uh, this is the Deaconess Ministry. Reverend Beckley, would you please come forward? Uh, would a person from the Deaconess Ministry please come forward? And members of the Deaconess that are present, would you please stand? This award says K. Champ Missionary Baptist Church Feed My Sheep Award presented to Deaconess Ministry providing services to the homeless and less fortunate within the church, within and outside of K. Chapel. Sunday, April the 28th, 2019. Reverend Reginald Buckley, Senior Pastor. God bless you. We thank all of the ones who gave us something to think about and to be thankful for. So now we shall move forward. At this time now, we're going to prepare for our tithe and offertory period. We're going to ask that you just remember that you can't be God-given. Amen. We ask that you prepare to give now, and this choir is going to give us a lecture, and um, I know that we'll be ready to do it, and the ushers will provide the opportunity for all of us to come and to give. For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. If a man according as he purposed in his own heart, so let him give not grudgingly, nor of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen, amen. God bless you. We certainly want to thank those of you who are viewing online and worshiping with us. We do want to remind you that you do have the opportunity to give. In this part of our worship service, there you should see a number on your screen whereby you can text and give. Also, you, if you're using our app, you can give through uh, those means. Uh, and also, uh, here in the sanctuary, we want to invite you to give liberally as God has so prospered and so blessed you to give. We thank God for his gifts, and this is the time that we bless him for being the awesome God that he is. Won't you give now in this our offering?
think if we give a little clap, these children will come again in their own way. They're doing a wonderful job, and we thank God for you. So why don't y'all just come and get us all prepared for the message for the morning.
Isn't that a wonderful message? 
Give him another hand, I, I'm telling you. He knows my name. Does he know your name? And he can walk with you. I don't care how high the mountains, he's right there with you. Thank you, young people. That's a wonderful job, wonderful message. This morning, we will give our scripture from 1 King 10, 6 through 9. She said to the king, the report I heard in my country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me. In wisdom and wealth you have far exceed the report I heard. How happy your people must be. How happy your officials who continuously stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be to the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness. That 13th verse says, King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired and asked for besides what he had given her and of his royal bounty. Then she left and returned with her regime to the, her own country. This morning I want to share the word from the Lord of what you can go back and tell. What you can go back and tell. Let us pray. God Almighty, I humbly come before you. Not me, but now your word. Hide me behind your cross. And now, Lord, speak. Speak to your people for this day and this time and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight oh lord my strength and my redeemer amen, amen. this is a old testament with a new testament twist we're going to bounce back and forth between the Old Testament and the New Testament, talking about a woman, Queen of Sheba. Sheba is a name that was used during that time, but it has been believed by many 
that it is what we know as Ethiopia today. In this narrative, the queen of Sheba was not named. They just called her queen of Sheba. But the good thing about it is that she was well known. She was rich and famous and had her own territories. But this queen heard about a king over there, way in Jerusalem. And she said, what? Not only is he wealthy, but he's wise. I got to go and see this king. So the narrative tells us from not only 1 King and 10, but also 2 Chronicles 9, 1 through 12, that she made this journey. Queen of Sheba. But you know, I like to move into that New Testament understanding of her because Jesus talked about her. It, it was in Matthew's, the 12th chapter, in the 42nd verse, and then again you'll find the interpretation in Luke, the 11th chapter, and the 31st verse, where he was refusing to honor the request of the scribes and the Pharisees for a sign from him. And he says, I'm not giving you a sign. You had Noah and he was preaching to you and you didn't listen to him. And now I'm here in front of you. And then he said, if those folks didn't listen, then no, I'm not giving you a sign. And then you had the queen of the south. That's what Jesus called her, who came from the end of the earth after hearing of Solomon's wisdom. And behold, something greater than Solomon is standing in front of you. What a introduction to an unnamed woman, the queen of Sheba. Where did she come from? Well, Eastern Literature says that she came from out of Arab settings. And others said that they declared Ethiopia. There has been more evidence that it was in this region. And they called her Magada as a name. But we will stay with the word because the word didn't name her. It just called her what? Queen of Sheba. And this queen was accompanied. Now, we have to tell you about where she was traveling from. If she was coming from Ethiopia, young people, your geography lesson of the day, and going to Jerusalem, that is about 2,600 miles. Here is this queen and all of these folks that's traveling with her. As a queen, you know you can't go by yourself. You got to carry your caravan. You have your servants, all of your goods and things that you need to take care of you on your journey. Then you have to have your soldiers to guard you. The queen of Sheba. 
made this journey from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. Now, the other part of that journey, because she had heard so much about this king, she in her right order took gifts with her. And it says that the reason she was willing to take so many gifts is because this king already had, and I, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Go to First King, fourth chapter tonight. Write that down, and you have to read it for yourself. It is an amazing amount of stuff that King Solomon had. But the one point that I will leave you with is that he had 12,000 horses. Now, what do you do with 12,000 horses? Well, he also had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses alone. Wow. But not only did he have all this abundance, but he had wisdom, insight, understanding. And where's Pat? I don't, I don't know if you know a thousand songs, Pat, but this king knew a thousand songs and 3,000 proverbs, yeah. you know, verses of the Bible, segments of scripture, three, he could just recall, and see, I know I got a couple of them brothers over there, they can just do it like that, I can't do that, but you know, he could do that, the king, so she wanted to impress him, so she took with her fantastic gifts, she took gold, and spices. And we're going to talk about how many. She heard. That's the first point. And then she said, well, I need to do something about it. I, I just don't want to hear about a man. I need to go and see him myself. And it tells us when she came to Jerusalem with this great caravan of camels and spices and gold and precious stones. What a sight that must have been. I mean, what a journey. How dangerous that must have been. But she got there. And what did she see? She saw his wisdom. 1 Corinthians and 1 and 24 tells that Paul said it, whom God has called Jew or Gentile, Christ gives the power of God and the wisdom of God. That's what she saw. Then she saw his house. You know how important it is when you go visit somebody. I need to go see the house. I need to see what it looks like. I need to see what's in it. And what she saw was God in the house. She saw God building in the house. Now, see, I just turned and flipped on you. I'm talking about the house inside, inside of us. She saw the riches of him and how God was influencing all around him. And then she saw a holy temple something that had been set aside that was precious and really looked good. 
Then she saw a table laden with goods. Psalms 23 already tells us, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And then we see in Psalms 34, it tells us those who trust in the Lord will not like anything. She saw that in Solomon. She saw that he did need not one thing. And then she saw his servants, the cupbearers, the ministers, their apparel. They were blessed. They were dressed. They were looking good. They represented well. And then she saw the burnt offering. Solomon was carrying out that sacred part of giving back to the Lord. He had blessed him so he gave back on a regular basis as dictated in Old Testament time with the burning of offerings. Now, what did she say? That's where we're going. She said, I heard a good report. And it's true. She also did a confession. I did not believe it. I, I just didn't believe any of this was possible. But I came and I saw. And then her final proclaim, not even the half has been told. What a report. What a recognition. What an honest statement. This is a queen. This is royalty. And even she is acknowledging that what has been done for Solomon is far greater than anything she had ever seen. And because of that, her giving, she gave plentiful. She gave in abundance. Now I want to move it to you. I bring this message to you today because most of us will never have her riches or Solomon's riches. But what Mark 8 chapter and 36 verse says for us, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Have you given your soul to Christ yet? Are you loving in abundance that is equal to the amount of wealth of King Solomon or the Queen of Sheba? God made us rich. He gave us an abundance of eternal love and understanding and knowledge and power. What did the Queen of Sheba receive? She had all of her desires answered. She had all of her questions answered. And then she received the gifts of abundance from a king. Now, King Solomon received the gifts. I want to put a pen there. 
years ago. I was chastised when somebody tried to give me an, um, a little piece of money. And I said, no, no, I don't need that. That, you know, thank you. I'm being blessed just by being able to do. And that little old lady said to me, you take this, baby. You stopping my blessings. And that's what we have to remember. Not only is it important to give, but it is important to receive. In receiving, we get something that we can give away, especially if you don't need it all. The Queen of Sheba gifts her gifts to him, his gifts back to her. Now that ends the story of the Queen of Sheba. And Solomon and Jews and Christians and the Islamics, they have elaborated on that story so much. But I want to employ Jesus again. I want to tell you what else he said about her. He said, first, she came from the uttermost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. She that knew not God came from afar to hear of mortal wisdom. But we have heard of a spiritual and heavenly wisdom connected to eternal happiness. The one only true God gave us an eternal gift. John 3.16 said it, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know your purpose here. You have a great commission. Who came to Sunday school this morning? You got the lesson this morning, right? The call of commission that we are to go and tell everybody, not leaving out anybody, Jews and Gentiles far and near. We have to accept that responsibility to go. And then just like the Queen of Sheba, be prepared. Don't go anywhere poor, looking poor, acting poor, sounding poor. You know how Christians can be. We act poor sometimes. But you represent a rich God. You represent the God that is the one that holds the cattle on a thousand hills. You are a part of the royal priesthood. You are queens and kings anointed by the most high. So be prepared with your riches whenever you go. Be ready to receive. Everybody that you meet on the journey, they're not as blessed as you are. But they got something to give you. Even if it's nothing but a problem, they got something to give you. And the most important lesson that I can leave you with this morning is if you don't understand the word of God, keep studying. 
Keep coming to Sunday school. Keep coming here sitting on Sunday morning and listening to a sermon. And you will be like the King of Solomon. You will be wise far beyond your own understanding. Because it's not of you. It is of God. Now, I want to practice with you a little bit before we leave today. Get out your pen. Because if you don't know this, this is your lesson for the day. You can pass this exam on your own, but you're going to take the lesson today. My teacher over there, this is what God wants us to do. You see, Queen of Sheba had questions. They were hard questions. They weren't easy questions. And when people meet you on life's journey, they come into you to find out something, Doris, about what you know about this Lord, right? And so here's question one. How can I have my sins forgiven? I'm glad you asked that. Acts the 13th chapter and the 38th verse says, Therefore, my friend, I want you to know the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. End of that verse, but the answer is only through Jesus. If they ask you the question, what must I do to be saved? Acts 16th chapter, 31st verse says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Not only you, but you and your household. If they ask you the question, is there any other who can say, the answer comes out of Acts 4 and 12. And you can witness to them no other than Jesus. Question five. Can I be cleansed from all my sins? First John 1 and 7 says, The blood of Jesus, his son, purified us from all our sins. Question six, final question. Shall I ask him now? And the answer comes from Romans 10 and 13. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Now you are ready for the hard questions that comes from the saints and from those who wish to be saved. There was a story that I read by hemologist John George Sandville. He wrote this in 1943. In response to a question from a student, why should I worship a dead Jew? And he responded to him in writing of a hymn. He lives. I tell you, he is not dead. He lives. And the hymn goes on to say, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. 
I know that he is living. Whatever men may say, I, I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. That second verse says, in all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I will never despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. And the day of his appearing will come at last. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. And that last verse, rejoice. Rejoice. Oh, Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs, hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King. The hope of all who seek him. The help of all who find none other is so loving, so good, and so kind. So you need to just go and tell somebody, I went, I saw, I found, I learned, and now I can tell you, he lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me. He talks with me, and he walks along the narrow way. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives in my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. Yes, yes. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. Yes. And just the time I need him, yes. he's always near. Yes. He lives, yes. he lives, yes. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. Yes, he does. He lives, he lives, he lives. salvation to you ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. Now there may be someone in here today that's wondering, can he live for you? Can he be alive in your life? You can come by Christian experience. You can come as a candidate for baptism. You can come under watch care. But all I say is you ought to come. You ought 
ought to give him your life this morning because I can tell you he's real and he lives and he can live for you. The doors of the church are open. He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my As we prepare for the Lord's Supper, this is one of the two ordinances of the Baptist Church. And we hope that you have already prepared, that you have done your self-examination, that you've looked into your own heart and said your prayer, asking God to forgive you for any sins that would keep you from this sacred ordinance and from this sacred time. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we gather here at this table, we're ever so mindful that you told your disciples that they must eat of your body and they must drink of your blood. Now, Lord Jesus, those of us who stand in remembrance of you do now commit ourselves to this holy communion. Amen. On me, let us drink wine together. 
For those of you that may have a gluten intolerance, we do have gluten wafer, wafers here. Please raise your hand. Let's praise God together on our knees. Let us praise God together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, together. wine together. Praise God together.
when they had gathered in that upper room, Jesus said to them, this is my body, broken for the sacrifice of this world. Let us eat together. Then he took the cup. We drink this in remembrance of my blood. It is in the name of Jesus that we drink together. And when they had finished, the scripture says that they sung a hymn and they went out together. Brother Pat. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace of mind, leaning on the everlasting arms. From all along, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Shall we stand? To the only wise God who is able to keep you and protect you and direct you. We send you forth into the world to tell someone that God is real and that Jesus lives. It is in the name of Jesus that we offer this prayer. Amen. <laughs> 